Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Again, John's gospel for us this morning is a little bit confusing, amen? Yeah, that's right. All right, well, um, because this is not a scripture class but a daily mass, I'm going to zero our attention in on uh, a little section here. So first of all, we need the context that Jesus is, is he's speaking, he's not speaking to his enemies in this gospel. He's not speaking, it, could, it sounds like that, right? In some ways it sounds like that. He sounds like he's speaking to people who are really, really, I don't know, like, he's speaking to his own people, right? That's what it says. He's speaking to his own people. He's speaking to the Jews. He's speaking to the people of the covenant. And he's speaking that to them in a way that he's trying to move their hearts, appealing to categories that they, at least they should understand. This whole notion of testimony, the, uh, appealing to Moses and the law, all of that stuff. And he says this, you do not believe in the one whom he has sent. He says, you search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life through them. Even they testify on my behalf, but you do not want to come to me to have life. Again, he's not speaking to pagans. He's not speaking to Romans. He's not speaking to the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the Sanhedrin that's going to condemn him and put him to death. He's just speaking to his own people, common people. And he's heartbroken is really what's coming through in this. He's heartbroken. The line, that, the line that stopped me in my tracks where I felt the Lord just speaking like directly to me, and maybe this is for, for all of us this morning, but where Jesus says, again, heartbroken, you do not want to come to me to have life. Like there are parts of our hearts that still think of him we might not say it out loud, and we might not really be so aware of it up here, but there's parts of our hearts that still think of him as a nuisance. There's parts of our hearts that still think of him that regard him as a checkbox. There's still parts of our hearts that, that, that still approach Jesus like we're placating an emotionally needy, potentially angry and spiteful king. You know, perhaps if I just, I mean, I know I got to grovel, I got to do my prayers, I got to do the things so that you... Hopefully, don't put more suffering into my life, right? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that one of the heaviest sufferings that a person kind of can carry is the suffering of being consistently misunderstood by people that you love. I think that's a very, very grave suffering. To have others misjudge you, to have others misjudge your heart and your intentions what you're up to, what you ultimately want, what you're driving at. I just think how much the sacred heart of Jesus must have suffered, right? Because here, here is perfect love, right? Here he is, perfect love in the flesh, perfect life in the flesh, the one all of our hearts are looking for in the flesh. And he's saying, like, come to me. Come to me. Be friends with me. Let your guard down. Let me in. Let my love in. Let my love reach you. Like, please stop fighting. <laughs> please stop resisting. All I want to do is bless you. All I want to do is promote your freedom and your flourishing, your healing, your peace. I'm here for you. I, I am for you. I'm for you. And all those around him, 
They just kept trying to figure him out. What is this guy up to? I don't like what he's saying. He seems kind of arrogant. He's trying to change everything. We don't really know where he's from. He speaks so oddly about these things, and he's so self-centered, making everything about him. You hear him say, Moses wrote about me? He, this guy thinks he's God. How heartbreaking that must have been. How heartbreaking it is, right? It really is as simple as this, as what he says. Come to me, and you'll have life. Come to me, and I will fill you. Come to me, and I will bless you. Come to me, I won't hurt you, right? Like, what Jesus is really whispering in all of this is, is like, all of those places that we go for life, he's saying, I'm better than that. I'm better than that. I'm better than the porn. I'm better than the alcohol. I'm better than the drugs. I'm better than the gossip. I'm better than the shopping. I'm better than every addiction you have. I'm, I'm better than all of it. I'm better than venting. I'm better than all of it. My love is better than every God substitute that you've tried. I'm better. Come to me and you'll have life. His heart really is that good. And he's giving it to us in this mass, right? Not bit by bit, pieces of his heart. He's giving us, each of us, his whole sacred heart in the Eucharist to consume. Unbelievable. Come to me, he says. Come to me to have life. Amen.